The Temple Fuel podcast is designed to provide inspiration, motivation, and a safe space for the woman trying to navigate through life's changes while on the way to her God-given destiny. My hope is that you leave each episode a little less tired and more inspired. Let's start the show. Hey, good people. Welcome back to the Temple Fuel podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for stopping by yet again another episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, We have 39 days until summer, even though it has been feeling like summer around these parts. I know the last time I talked to you guys, I was like the weather really wasn't consistent and I was ready for some warmer weather and it has been warm in Ohio. It has been pretty warm. Um, So I don't know that I'm looking forward to like a super hot summer, but I am looking forward to the pool. So that's going to be nice. That's one of the benefits of having short hair. Um, Yeah, that's one of the benefits of having short hair is um, it's easy peasy to manage, especially if you want to swim. And if it's going to be that kind of summer, which we're still in spring and we have gotten, you know, pretty hot days like this week alone has been pretty hot. In my opinion, Um, I'm looking forward to the pool. I actually text one of my friends and I was like 39 days until summer. She has a pool. And I was like, yeah, we we're almost there. And we were talking about it when it was um, cold outside, you know, like she doesn't like cold weather or whatever and so anyway I'm just I'm excited I am ready for pool weather like it's already been nice I like being able to have my toes out and you know just warmer weather I love waking up to the sun I love when the sun is peeking through the blinds like it just it feels good it's just refreshing so I'm super super glad that the weather's warming up I hope it is nice and warm and sunny where you are wherever you are listening to this um, I hope you're getting beautiful weather and yeah so let's go ahead and jump right on into this episode um, I thank you guys for being here I thank anybody who has um, who's new here who's been referred to listen to this podcast thank you for taking the time uh, time out of your day you know what you're doing to listen so let's jump right on in I'm excited about this episode like it's blessing me it's already been blessing me it comes to me first you know but I know that it's going to bless you I know that this material is going to bless you so I'm excited so we're talking about when your words are used against you when your words are used against you Um, how we can start by using our words to create a new reality for ourselves so when your words are used against you and we're going to talk about how we can start by using our words to create a new reality for ourselves and i want to start with this disclaimer there's going to be a lot of scripture in here and i will include all scripture in the show notes as before if you're not new here you hear me say this all the time and if you're new i always try to reference scripture um, when the lord leads me to and i always include it in the show notes so a lot of scripture today but second corinthians 10 and 4 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and that's 2nd Corinthians 10 and 4 and we're going to talk about natural words so natural words meaning um, English speaking or whatever your native language is and then we're going to talk about heavenly language so we're going to talk about uh, natural words and we're going to talk about the heavenly language and again our topic is when your words are used against you so when we're talking natural words speaking in English or your native language that could be you know we're talking about positive words that are filled with life that can bring life to a situation Philippians 4 and 8 and this is the passion translation you guys know I've been loving this this translation so keep your thoughts continually fixed 
on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. So natural words, of course, is self-explanatory. You know, when we and in in this regard, when we're talking about, you know, speaking positive words that are filled with life, we're just we're speaking good things. And I'm, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I'm going to talk about this more. But just just for what it is, positive words that are filled with life that can bring life to a situation. And then we're going to talk about heavenly language. So this heavenly language that I'm referring to a lot of times, um, you know, if you're, if you've been in church or, uh, even if you've not, you know, you might have heard of this language being referred to as tongues. This heavenly language was first gifted to us in the book of acts. This was the second chapter and it was described as the day of Pentecost. And I'm going to read this scripture to you. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance and i want to note here and i did not include it because i want to stay on topic but um, they were not only speaking in a heavenly language but they were also speaking in their native language which was so amazing to me when i very very first learned this and as as I read, you know, further that this day they weren't just speaking in their heavenly language, but they were also speaking in their own um, native language. And the people that knew that native language was able to recognize that. And that's just it's just amazing to me. So heavenly language was first gifted to us in the book of Acts. And that is described as the day of Pentecost. And what I just read was Acts 2 one through four and i want to read like i said it's a lot of scripture so try to stay with me guys for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto god this is important for no man understandeth him how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries want to pause there that's first corinthians 14 and 2 this is why we want this heavenly language that comes with accepting god's spirit that he left here for us this is why we want that because it is a mystery the enemy satan the devil he doesn't have access to it people doesn't have access to it this is a special communication between you and god. this is a special communication and so that is why we want this gift and this gift is not reserved to any type of person if you want it you can ask god for it you can seek after it and you can have it i just want to make that known so i'm gonna read this again for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto god for no man understandeth him Howbeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. That was 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. And then I want to make this point. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. And that was 1 Corinthians 14 and 6. And what that scripture is saying is because this is a mystery, remember what 1 Corinthians 14 and 2 said, you don't, it doesn't help anyone if you just go up to them speaking in tongues. They need to be able to interpret it. They need to be able to um, interpret it. And they need to be able to dissect it and be able to explain and discern what it is that needs to be said. And I'm just going to leave that there. I don't want to get too deep into that so that we can stay on topic. So when your words are used against you, 
when your words are used against you and a lot of times the word against it typically is you know thought of in a really negative connotation but i feel like the word against you can it can be used against you in a good way you know i think of that um i guess is it the miranda law that it's called that your words may be used against you in the court of law you know if you say something good i feel like that can be you know it's used against you but why does it have to be a bad thing you know, why does a word that you said that's used against you, why does it have to be bad? If I said I'm blessed and highly favored and somebody says, well, you said you were super blessed and highly favored. Why does that have to be a bad thing if they use that against me? Or if I say I'm a millionaire and someone says, well, here's a million dollars. You said you was a millionaire. Why does that have to be used against against me in a negative way? And I hope you guys follow what I'm saying. We we think the word we think of the word against, and we think of it in a negative connotation. But really, it can be for positive. You know, especially if you're saying something positive. You get what I'm saying? If you're saying I'm joyful, I'm glad, I'm happy, I'm I have energy, I have money, I have all that I need, I'm I'm happy, and you're saying that, and somebody uses that against you, you know. And, and like I said, it's always framed around a negative thing, but it doesn't have to be. Someone can. Use Use what you've said against you in a positive way. So think about that. Think about that. And so I want to talk about a couple points because we want to, you know, stay on topic when your words are used against you. So I want to cover a, a couple points. And I know I'm kind of all over the place here. I hope you guys are able to follow along with me. And like I said, I'm going to include the scripture. But how can a positive speaking person turn negative in their speech? So how does it happen? You know, how can, and I say a positive speaking person, but how does someone who's typically positive, you know, you always hear positive from them. How can a positive speaking person turn negative in the things that they're saying um, and I just want to highlight a couple of these points like I said I am here to encourage you you know um, no one we're striving for perfection we're striving for maturity in this Christian walk but understand that because we deal with flesh and in the flesh there's nothing good there are things we're gonna fight while we're still here on earth so I want us to give ourselves grace I want you to know you are not alone if you dealt with this or you're dealing with this that is my goal and then my goal is to direct you you back to what the word says and direct you back to Christ so that you're in a position where you are feeling safe and secure and you know what God has said as opposed to being stuck in how you feel that is my point here so how can a positive speaking person turn negative in their speech and I'm gonna just go over generally five points so one is pressures of life and I feel like that's self-explanatory. You know, the pressures of life, they get heavy. We all live in this life. You know, if you haven't experienced um, stress, keep living, which I'm sure we all have that's on this podcast. We're old enough that we've experienced stress. Um, so pressures of life despair or hopelessness and a lot of that comes from waiting um you know I, t I posted a scripture if you follow me on instagram i believe it was last sunday that hope deferred makes the heart sick um and i don't rem i can't remember all the rest of it right now but despair or hopelessness waiting at times can cause a positive speaking person to turn negative in their speech you know we get tired and we get weary and again going back to what i said we are flesh we are natural people living here you know in a real world and sometimes we just don't always get it right so that's how a positive speaking person can turn negative in their speech 
Number three, being around nothing but other negative speaking people. And, you know, we have talked several times about your environment, how important your environment is. It's not your your environment's responsibility, you know, to maintain you or to keep, you know, to upkeep you or whatever. But it does matter, you know, what you're around and who you're around. And sometimes we cannot help it. You know, sometimes we may be in toxic work environments and we can't change that. You know, sometimes we have toxic living situations and it's not a situation we can change right away. You know, there are other, you know, examples where we just can't change it all the time time right away I should say um you know you can change a work environment you can possibly change a home environment if you are over the age of 18 um there is some change that you can do there but um being around nothing but other negative speaking people can you know cause a positive speaking person to turn negative if you're around somebody who always sees the bad and good then that can cause you to begin to to think negative if you're around someone who is hopeless that can cause you to turn negative and, and you know it can it can have an effect on you so we have to be careful about that we don't want to abort people or or disown them or or not show grace you know just be mindful of that so being around nothing but other negative speaking people number four exhaustion exhaustion can cause a positive speaking person to turn negative in their speech and i feel like that's such a odd way that i phrased it but i want to make it clear um exhaustion exhaustion you know when we do not get enough physical rest and rest for our mind we don't understand that when we take physical rest it allows our mind to be rejuvenated and refreshed and i don't have all the scientific facts on that but i bet it's out there <laughs> i bet it's out there that when you lay down and you physically let your body you know become rejuvenated and rested that your mind is refreshed and a lot of times i know in my experience when i just get outside i'm a outdoors person um when i'm outside even if i'm just sitting in the car with my windows cracked you know if i'm at the park you know if the sun is shining the wind is blowing it it refreshes is my mental state and it, it helps me from being exhausted you know the mental if your mental is refreshed sometimes it helps you a lot further than even if your body is tired even though you do need to refresh your body as well you know of course but um it's something about getting that mental refreshed that you can go a little bit longer if that body is not feeling completely refreshed so it definitely makes a difference um you know exhaustion we need to make sure that we are you know resting we need to make sure we're taking breaks you know whatever that looks like there's i can give you examples of the simplest breaks down to very complicated things simple breaks can be you know if you have for instance an apple phone they have an opportunity or they have options on the phone um where you can select a time where you're not disturbed i mean you can create a custom time but of course they have do not disturb they have i think mindfulness they have um focus time i mean that is a way that you can work on not being exhausted that's a way that you can implement essentially self-care into your regime down to a vacation you know but but, you know there's way there's levels there's levels and there's things that you can do right away um to help yourself so that you are not so exhausted and if you are in a place of exhaustion you know that you need to you know implement that rest and do what you need to do to refresh your mind and your body so so far how can a positive speaking person turn negative in their speech pressures of life despair or hopelessness hopelessness waiting being around nothing but other negative speaking people 
number four exhaustion and then number five my last one for this point disobedience or the blame game is what i put down so how can a positive speaking person turn negative um and i say disobedience and just you know follow me here but you know if you are if the lord tells you to do something or you're doing you know you're not doing something that you know you're supposed to do it can cause you to become negative it can cause you to become essentially disgruntled um upset and then and you know with that comes negative speech so disobedience um you know it can cause you to be disgruntled upset and then of course whatever's inside is going to come outside which we will talk about more and it'll cause you to start speaking negative and you know i even said the blame game you know you're blaming everything and everybody else besides taking some accountability you know uh, sometimes other factors do affect us obviously but we have to make sure we take accountability for our part because we get we're only responsible for ourselves so that's important and so how can we have better control of our words how can we have better control of our words luke 6 and 45 this is the king james version a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth for bringeth forth that which is good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh that's Luke 6 45 and that was the King James version so how can we have better control of our words and so I have six points here that I want to go over and the first point that ties very closely in with Luke 6 and 45 is to pray a prayer asking God to refresh and renew your mind and i did not reference the scripture here um but i will go ahead and include it in the show notes but you can ask god to renew your mind and you can also pray a scripture that asks god to cast down every imagination every thought anything that is above his knowledge and above who he is um and i'll include both of those scriptures in the show notes but Point number one, pray a prayer asking God to refresh and renew your mind. How can we have better control over our words? We need a refreshed mind. We need a refreshed mind in order to have better control. And that goes back up to the point of how did we get here? How did you get here if you're a normally positive and you find yourself being a little negative? What happened in your speech specifically? Pray a prayer asking God to refresh and renew your mind. Um, as I just mentioned two seconds before, going to the park for me just helps me to just kind of relax. It's something about nature, being outside, feeling the sun. You know, I don't like to be too hot, but you know, feeling the sun, feeling the breeze, it refreshes my mind. It feels good. It's like a, a, a vacation for me. You know what I mean? Not essentially, not like a hundred percent, but you get what I'm saying. It's, it's a vacation that I can get on, get my hands on. It's obtainable. And, and we have to ask God to refresh and renew our mind. Um, you know, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what Luke 6 and 45 just told us. So if it's in your heart, if you're sitting in there meditating on it, it, your mouth, it'll come out of your mouth. Number two, take a deep breath before speaking. Take a deep breath before speaking. And that is just so simple. Um, it's a part of, you know, a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of techniques and a lot of, you'll see this advice in a lot when people are telling you to just relax. Like people that get angry um, or if you have issues with anger, they'll say, you know, just breathe, count to five and then whatever, you know, the same thing. Take a deep, deep breath before speaking, like literally inhale and exhale before speaking and just be for a minute take a deep breath before speaking um it gives you a little bit of time to think number three say a short 
prayer. Say a short prayer. And that kind of ties into the first point. Um, again, you can pray scripture. I've said this before, guys. Pray scripture. You can't go wrong. You don't have to. Everyone knows how to pray if we pray scripture, to be honest. You know, and if you pray from what's in your heart, then you know how to pray. That That's just what that is. So um, take some time. Say a short prayer. Say a short prayer. When I say short, you know, if it's long, it's long, but say a prayer. You know, if you're at work and you're like, well, I can't just be loud. You can, you can say it under your breath. I've been there. You know, you can go to the bathroom. I've been there. You know, if you, whatever you're doing, you can say a short prayer. Um, you know, whatever you have to do, if you have to write it out, you literally just can't mumble a word. If you got to type it out on your phone, you could do that, but say a short prayer. If you're having, if you're struggling and, and how can we have a better control of our words, say a short prayer. And a lot of this is in the moment. Um, but this is also going to help you down the line because again, what's in the heart comes out. So if you can deal with it at the root, then you don't have to worry about it coming out later. So say a short prayer. So number four, take some time to think on it. Take some time to think on it. Take some time to meditate. Um, take some time to think on it. And with that, you know, at this point, if we're at step four, this is in my, my mind and my hope is that at that point, you've already asked God to refresh and renew your mind. You've already taken a deep breath. You've already said a short prayer so you can think on it. Now, if you have not asked God to refresh and renew your mind, you have not taken a pause for the cause. You have not prayed thinking on it. You're probably just going to be thinking and meditating on the problem. You're going to be further agitated and irritated. So honestly, I would say to do these steps in order that you've already prayed. You've already asked God to renew your mind. You've already got ask God to refresh you. You've already taken the instruction that he may have given you to be refreshed. So at this point, you can take some time to think and meditate. And I promise you probably by now, you probably have some insight and you have some wisdom and direction on whatever it is that could be bothering you or things that were bothering you. Um, you have some revelation and you have some peace about it. So make sure you take some time to think on it after you've asked God to refresh, renew your mind and you've talked to God. Number five, and I'm going to go ahead and talk and read this. So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So we have to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Um, I think I had more with that, but I don't know where the rest of the note went. So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And I believe... That what God was saying there is that's why God does not want us to stay angry. So how can we have better control of our words? Don't stay angry. You know, don't stay angry. Don't allow it to fester in your heart. And everything really roots back to what's inside comes out. A.K.A. the out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what that means when, you know... That scripture says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That just means that what's inside has to come out. And then this brings me to my next point, which God just gave it to me not long before I was um, due to record this is number six, vent in the right places at the right time. And I know that vent word, I'm saying V as in Victor, E-N-T is a big one because it's like, I don't say nothing. Don't talk to nobody. But no, no, no. Vent in the right places at the right time. How can we have better control of our words? And you know why? Because Back to Luke 6 and 45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will get to speaking. So if you sit there and let it fester, if you sit there and let it boil up, if you sit there and let it marinate on the inside, then you're going to blow up. And you have to understand that everybody does not respond the same way with this. Just because one person might be visibly angry and the next person can still function does not mean that they are still not harboring in the inside. 
And when we do that, we make room for bitterness. We be, we make room for strife. We make room for th- things that are not the fruits of the spirit. Things that are not of God when we harbor and keep it in. So we need to make sure that we vent in the right places at the right time. And honestly, I'm referring to therapy. That is a safe space. Um, I'm not saying that you don't have trusted people in your life where the Lord won't lead it on your heart, lean it on your heart to trust in them. That's not what I'm saying. I am though for for this for all intents and purposes with this point talking about therapy vent in the right places at the right time if you are unsure if where you can take you know your frustrations to um, who can handle them because they're human too the people you vent to are human and depending on when you need to vent they too could be going through something or they just may not have the capacity to handle it you know vent in the right places at the right time now I understand the therapists are human too. However, they're paid for that. So when you have a good therapist, you know, I'm sure therapists have a regime to prepare themselves to talk to patients and so on and so forth. And again, they are human too. So I understand we're not, you're not talking to robots versus, you know, I understand that. But these people are people who that's their job. So you expect them to be in a position when you ever you see them to be able to hear you and listen to you. So number six, vent in the right places at the right time. And that one just stuck out to me. Um, How can we have better control of our words that's what we're talking about vent vent don't keep it in if you're upset about something if you have a problem you know if you contend i will even venture to say if it's continual you know sometimes we feel things and it's just emotion it's just a feeling we get over it we don't need to it doesn't need to come out uh, because of the words having so much power and then there are other times where you do need to talk you know, there are other times where you do need to talk and you might be thinking, well, Monica, I'm confused. Well, how do I know the difference? The Holy Spirit and discernment. <laughs> what we've been talking about in previous episodes, probably the last two or three, go back and listen. Um, that's how you're going to know the difference. There's no one answer anyone can give you. You'll know the difference through the Holy Spirit and his discernment and having a relationship with God. He'll be able to give you wisdom on, ah, that was just something you was feeling. It, it Don't entertain it. Or, okay, this is again happening. This is again happening. There might be an issue here where you need to talk to someone. The Holy Spirit will give you discernment and revelation that is well beyond your natural intuition. We do have natural intuition, but this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when the Holy Spirit mixes with that intuition, you're going to be on fire. You are going to be on fire. Trust me. So um, I want to read one other scripture. James 1, 19 through 20. Tell me how you're... Well, no, excuse me. That was James 1, 19 and 20. Excuse me. The So then the one that we read on the fifth um, point. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> so that was James 1, 19 through 20. But what I want to leave you guys with is... And let me recap. How can we have better control of our words? Prayer, prayer, asking God to refresh and renew your mind. Take a deep breath before speaking. Say a short prayer. Take some time to think on it. Number five, which was James 1, 19 through 20 that I read. Don't stay angry. And then number six, vent in the right places at the right time. And I hope you guys don't mind. This is a little, you know, I hope you guys can bear with me on this not being perfect. Um, But I hope that, you know, that this resonated with you guys, that it makes sense. And what I want to leave you guys with. So tell me how are you going to do better about managing your words? Um, tell me, you know, share it with me if you're comfortable. Either email me, my first name, Monica200917 at yahoo.com, or if you follow me on the Temple Fuel platform on Instagram, DM me once you've, you know, listened and tell me how you're going to do better about, you know, how you're going to do a better job at managing your words. If you know me on Facebook, um, message me there. If you know me in person, tell me, text me, whatever. But overall, let me know. You know, what are you going to do 
to do to be better about managing your words so i know that this guys this has blessed you guys make sure that you follow make sure that you subscribe make sure you share with someone leave a comment if you got some words to to give you know um i love it all i appreciate it all i thank you guys for listening share this episode with someone if you think that it will bless them and when your words are used against you talk to you guys later